was like studying. <laughs> like studying is so useless like you can have a two gpa coming out of college while someone else has a four gpa and then like you might end up with the same job so yes. who the fuck cares about the grade no one gives a fuck welcome to mind the words where we break down quotes from thought leaders past and present to help us with the growth mindset and to get through everyday life and this week's quote is from cody sanchez and she said the world is the classroom the school is a prison in just a little context, the average student loan debt in the U.S. is about 30K, $30,000. In total, it's $1.7 trillion. Harvard Business Review said that 35% of the U.S. population has college degrees, which is the most in history that we've been educated. But these degrees don't give people practical work skills. College can't keep pace with how fast things are changing in the workforce. They're being prepared for jobs that might not even exist, and many don't even have the right skills for the jobs that they want. So just an example, the top jobs in 2001 was in legal, management, and architecture. So that was 2001. So lawyer was like the top one. And now the top job nowadays is like a crypto creator or a YouTuber. Oh, yes. Yes. And Cody Sanchez said, the truth is tomorrow's top job probably doesn't even exist today. And to give just a little bit more context, in, in Patrick Bet David's podcast, Valuetainment, they said the market doesn't pay you for how smart you are. It pays you for how much value you can provide. True. So with all this context, Ernest, mm. how many times have you used your calculus or <laughs> recited some Shakespeare? Or uh, showed some people how uh, your chemical bonds work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Not once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saying that immediately makes me think of like organic chemistry for nursing. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's just, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. It's all filler. I can tell you this. When I first heard her quote, I immediately focused on school being a prison and thought how it can constrain free thinking and promote compliance to a degree. I'm not saying we don't need order. Order is valuable environment for learning. It's the questioning of authority or building something of your own that gets buried. School doesn't do a great job of teaching you how to learn. It teaches you how to get the right answer in order to pass the class, you know? The problem is that nearly all tests are hackable to some degree. And I think people who get good grades know that. <laughs> They do, or they just study super hard for this test that's not even applicable outside in real life. I know, I know. So, Ernest, do you regret schooling, or no, I... how would you how would you currently change it? How would you change it to make it more practical at the moment? Like, what, <laughs> I think what are the pitfalls? The... What would you do for your daughters and your son? Sorry, your daughter <laughs> and your son. I think that's the million dollar question. What do you do to change schooling? It's, I think it has to do a lot with the sheer amount of people in school. So they assess easiest thing they can, which is test grades. They don't really know another way to go about ranking people, you know, especially when everyone's going through the school system. What are the things you were taught that are totally useless? And then what would you instead just change about it? What topics would you include in mainstream education that we haven't gotten? Something that's really practical that we need. 
And just to give a few examples, like how many times have you heard people say like, I wish school taught us about how to negotiate or how to interview or how to write a resume or how money works or real estate or 401k or taxes or this or that relationships, this and that and the other. What would, what do you think would be your top two or three changes that you would add? Oh, you see, you just went through a whole list of things that I would add. You kind of <laughs> hit it right on the head. What are the top two or three points that you would teach your children that you wish was taught in school, but they don't teach? I would definitely say, and I know it's kind of broad, but entrepreneurial spirit, building a business of your own, as opposed to working under someone, that would be my top, my top one. Number two. Uh, can I get back to you on that one? Can you give me a number two? Yeah, man. I'm going to go into first negotiating. Cody oh, Sanchez, yeah. she said that debate team was the only <laughs> useful thing or useful skill that she learned in school because she used those skills to win over a crowd. And how do you win over a crowd? And she said, you have to entertain them. Right. And there was like this Greek word, something like give them bread and give them entertainment. And that's how you went over the crowd. And she yeah. used that. She also goes over how it gave her the skills to, just an example of writing, her first career was writing. And she said, for writing in school, like to learn that, you should learn how to write so people can understand the subject you're talking about. But in real life, what's more useful is writing in a way that people feel understood. Right. And that's how you sell your product or service. You're not explaining, necessarily explaining your product or service. You're explaining how this can help somebody else. Agrees. And I think this goes back to our topic last week in which you asked me or, or the week before, where you asked me, what are the books that I've most gifted? And I told you that writing simply is one of them. It just kind of takes out the fluff, gets straight to the point and pretty much does or explains it in a way that you just described. Yeah. And uh, also like we were trying to negotiate salary uh, for my wife because she just got a new job. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Never done this before. So uh, I was literally asking people I knew in the finance field, like, hey, how would you go about this? And what, what are you most receptive to when someone asks you for a particular salary? And are you going to give it to them? Or what have you done? And what have you seen? And it's just a whole nother world. So I think negotiating. It is. Yeah, for sure. Like top one to two negotiating slash talking or right. debate that the skill Um because that just doesn't help in negotiating um, scenarios like salary or whatever. It's going to help with your just Everyday connecting life. with another. Yeah, exactly. Connecting with a human being, killing it in the interview. Uh, just an example, Cody Sanchez, she went from being a journalist into she jumped into the finance field. She had no prior okay. experience. She didn't know what an index fund was, a mutual fund. She had no fucking clue. But she said that what helped her out the most was that debate team. And she okay. met the right people. She connected with them really well. And she just killed the interview. And then mm -hmm. with no experience, she got a job at Vanguard. And uh, Vanguard trained her to be an asset manager. And then now, uh, it's after doing that for over like 10 years or however long she's been doing it, like 10 to 12 years, more or less. After that, she's like doing her own thing. She has like over 25 different income streams. Crazy. And I the know, average millionaire has seven. <laughs> she has 25 <laughs> plus. Wow. 
so that's why you hear she, me quote her so much i know she's an alien she's killing it man she's killing absolutely it. she has that right mindset set and skill set i think you know if you somehow get that mindset that she has and develop it like she does there's no question sky's the limits oh yeah for sure that's why i dropped almost a thousand on her <laughs> <laughs> course slash newsletter um but yeah all right there was an article in the newspaper or in the internet somewhere and it was about this economics professor and she failed her whole class which she's never done before and it's about how all the kids they agreed that like socialism was great and everything it does have its perks but it does have its like cons so then the the professor was like okay if everyone agrees um, everyone who takes the test, we'll take the average of those tests and then we'll apply it to everybody here. First, they're, they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so the first test, the average grade was a B. All right. So then the kids who studied a lot, they're like pissed. But the kids who didn't study a lot, they're like, fuck it, whatever. That This is great. Right. Uh, second test comes around. The kids who studied hard in the first one, they were like, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not going to carry the class. Right. So then they studied less. And then the original group that didn't really study, they like didn't study uh, as much yeah, at all, pretty much. So then the average grade was a D. Oh, and she failed everyone. And wow. then the last test, it was an F. So wow. and during this whole thing, in, in this whole semester, the, the kids were like fighting with each other. They're like, yo, you, you lazy fuck. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, so then the teacher had to give everybody a nap, pretty much. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh she she had five like big points. I don't remember all of them offhand, but did then, she get fired for that? See, the thing is, I don't know if this is true. Okay. <laughs> like it was in a newspaper, and then the newspaper, that article, it was put online. Okay. No one's ever confirmed or denied this. Like no kids okay. came out. Like so I don't know how true this is. This could be all fake. The the points was that uh, you can't disin disincentivize people from hard work. And if they feel like they're carrying the rest of the group, they're gonna give up and be like, I'm that's gonna true. let other people carry me. And that's then true. that's when nations fail. That's true. And I didn't do prior research if there's a current socialist. Uh, country okay. that is actually working well so i don't know <laughs> or a completely socialist country right i'll tell you one other story that really uh sticks out to me mm -hmm. in terms of school yeah. it's the most important thing i've ever learned in school What's and that? i learned it in junior high school and at the time i was like yo this this is the stupidest fucking thing and so this teacher she was teaching computer science or something whatever computer science was back then which was like learning how to type that right. was it <laughs> that's it right. um yeah <laughs> um she she was an older black lady uh -huh. and she said to us you never know who's watching you so this is how you fold up a newspaper properly to read a newspaper on the train or in public this is how you properly hold this newspaper and, and read it because you have no idea who the next person is they might be your next boss or this or that. And they're judging you in a particular way. And the whole class, we were like 11 or 12, the whole class, we right. were like, the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> like, right. what? Yeah. And then as I got older in college, and I thought back about that, and I was like, that's probably the, that is not probably, that's the most important thing I've ever learned, ever. Mm. And 
Yeah, that was what popped into my head. Like the perception of others and trying to keep good relations, even though right. you have no idea who the next person is standing next to you and right. how everybody may or may not be looking at you. And just the newspaper, how you hold it is how you might get judged. Right. Right. Along with anything else in the modern day. So I thought that was probably the most no, important lesson I've learned. It's all about status. And it kind of, you telling me that story had me thinking about an answer for your question. I would have to say to be true to you or be true to herself and to my son, be true to himself. If you're not true to yourself, you don't know what road you're going down. So many of us follow fashion and fashion could be whatever, um, certain degrees or or act a certain way, but it all comes back to the fact that you want to be true to yourself. What would you say for yourself looking back or even your future kids? What rules would you want them to live by or what ideas or concept mindset would you want them to follow? I think in the beginning to just maybe instill a few, maybe like one to three core concepts. So maybe some shit about earning the right way, treating people right. Maybe those top two. And then I think they have to fuck up. People have to fuck up to realize where they're going to go. Like uh, doing things in life, like anything, like finding out the things that you like. It's, I equate it to very much like dating. You're going to try it out. You're going to go out. You're going to meet this other person. You're going to see how you feel about them. And then you may break up, you may not, but most of the time you're going to break up and look for something else and see yeah. what what other people are out there and what you prefer in somebody else. So in terms of equating that to like hobbies, activities, careers, even just because we're in uh, the healthcare career, it doesn't mean we're going to stay there. I think just also instilling the the motivation to try at the same time of instilling the motivation to try different things, I don't want them to give up easily. That's on true it too. too. Yes. So there's a fine balance and I'm thinking of it. I have no idea how I would balance that. I mean, JLo, it's, it's really tough having my daughter, you know, she's five now and looking for schools, you realize all the bureaucracy and, <laughs> and craziness involved. What's the bureaucracy? If, what, what, what I mean, I'm talking, I'm like t- how I'm much talk- you got to pay, not even necessarily how much you have to pay. You know, if you have, if you have money, you can always go the Catholic school route. I mean, not the, the private school route, which is going to give you a different experience, but overall exposes you to maybe a lot more or teachers that are definitely want to stay on top of their game. So they're not going to let things slide through the cracks as much, you know? So overall your kid will probably get nurtured a little more, but even the public school route, you know, you learn, Oh, if you buy a home or where you move, you have to check the school's school district that's like one of the most important things you want to see where that school ranks um and then you say to yourself well you know that shouldn't matter but how do you shake it when you know it matters it's really tough something with the private school you mentioned brought back memories of something just something i read founding fubu by damon john his backs i totally recommend the auto, I think it's only on Audible, so I totally okay. recommend the read. It's interesting. He said that he was a really smart kid in school, and then he started failing because he tried to get get more attention, tried to bring his parents back together because they were divorced, and they thought if he was acting out, it would bring them together. 
didn't work. <laughs> so, uh, so his mom was just working like two jobs, three jobs, didn't even have time for all this um, on top of how, how she must have felt emotionally. So he, now Damon's acting out in school and he said in his book, he said, so I failed out. And then the coordinator, the, the higher up teacher people, Dean maybe, they had a meeting with him and his mom said, hey, we know things are going on at home. We understand it's like pretty tough, like going through a divorce. Uh, we'll keep Damon in school and we'll pass him on to the next grade. And then his mom was like, no fuck that he put himself like pretty much he put himself in this situation and now he has to suffer the consequence so then he gets taken out of this private school put into public school and he's like now i was taken out of this safe area and now i'm getting fucked up every day (laughs) i'm getting jumped every day (laughs) and he's like dude it, it fucking sucked and summer was coming up before he went to public school his mom was like you're not you're not leaving the house you're not having fun so she took another job so her took on like a fourth job just to wow. pay a babysitter to watch him in the house, never let him out the house. Uh, looking back now, he's like, my mom taught me the value of con, like my actions lead to consequences. And she taught me that value. I have to go through that every day with my daughter when they're five. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about consequences. And she'll tell me, dad, I know there are consequences, but... <laughs> Just this one last time. <laughs> you gotta you gotta tax her. So every time she gets like an ice cream cone or whatever, you just break a piece. Here you go. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> but uh I just wanna also quickly, just for the audience, kind of go over the future of education at the moment that's happening, the innovation that's happening um, so that people might not have to get stuck in this traditional education system like college potentially and paying thousand dollars, Google certificates. The president of a particular sector of Google said that instead of even taking college degrees, they're just going to take people who did this Google certificate program. And literally it's like something like $30 a month and you could go at your own pace in these particular programs, whether it's coding or UX or whatever computer-based thing they have. Then they come out with almost no debt. You go at your own pace and people finish their program within like three to six months, maybe even less. So that's $30 times six months. And you're not in thousands of dollars of debt. You're not taking these useless classes like, I don't know, philosophy or whatever. (laughs) Or any of those bullshit core classes that no one has to take. Right. So it's, it's interesting, though, I would say college is good for networking. It's good for learning how to be social, maybe partying it up and just having those experiences to share with other people. Right. I'm not saying you can't have that out of college, but that's literally what I told my little cousins when they were going to college. I was like, this is what you want to do. You want to meet as many people as you can, be as nice to them as you can, because you don't know. They might help you, you with know. a job. <laughs> literally, like I said, anything except studying. <laughs> I was like, study. I was like, studying is so useless. <laughs> like you can have a two GPA coming out of college while someone else has a four GPA. And then like you might end up with the same job. <laughs> So who the fuck cares about the grade? No one gives a fuck. Well, you know what? Grades matter so much. The school matters so much. But at the end of the day, you're right. Like someone going to, let's say, Ivy League schools don't even do nursing. If they did, what would be their approach that would be so much more different 
than another unless it's hands-on approach. So that's why most schools should adopt a more hands-on approach form of learning or classroom time. We do a lot of, I'm not saying the class, you know, the in the being in the books is not important, but it's really that experience you get the iterations at work. Because I can say that most people that I talk to coming out of nursing school realize they know nothing. The ones who do have the most experience were NAs or you know, nursing assistants because they felt very comfortable. They had this level of comfort that we just didn't have or most people didn't have coming out of nursing school. And once you develop that, you know, learning becomes a little more easy. True. Ivy League nursing, same as regular college DeVry nursing. (laughs) (laughs) So why pay for the Ivy League? Though I do think Ivy Leagues have its place in potentially business and like the traditional business system and maybe how to acquire funds maybe for you you just know that way of talking to these suits um to to just try to get their money to invest in your business potentially so i think ivy league potentially has its place but what what do i know i'm not in that field (laughs) correct correct. i don't i don't really know and that's why i know (laughs) it's one of those things where you know you would have to be in that situation to give a true example of what goes on because there's a lot more that goes on than I can think of. Yeah. Paul Graham said something and he's the Y Combinator founder. He said getting a good grade in class on X is so different from learning a lot about X that you have to choose one or the other. And you can't blame students if they choose grades. Everyone judges them off their grades, graduate programs, employers, scholarships, even their own parents. It really stuck with me because, you know, it is somewhat based on grades, but you know, you didn't, you don't necessarily know anything. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you could, but there's no guarantee you do. Yeah, this actually brings back a memory of mine. Now I look back, I'm just like, yo, these grades are so useless. It's so stupid. And then like in the real world, those school grades are stupid. And then I look back and we, from my mom, we used to get beat the shit out of if we got a 95 or below. Oh, wow. I would fucking hate getting a 95 because I was like, (laughs) yo, I'm going to get fucking beat. And I didn't have, I didn't even have it the worst. (laughs) <laughs> my sister had it the worst she had so, it the worst yeah so it's like any and this was this was literally every chinese household it's this, like, i know i i wanted to go into that <laughs> I, I i can't i like repressed it so much and then you brought it back i'm kidding i'm kidding oh, let me but, tell you for real let me tell you about my parents they if i didn't do well they were upset you know I didn't you know maybe they didn't take away that much but you know I did I did get punished more get punished or whatever and I think at certain point they kind of let me just do my thing they would check the grade at the end it was more like what does your report card say but nothing in between yeah um so it was quarterly it was exactly <laughs> it was, it was a quarterly. quarterly it was a quarterly check quarterly check-in and so, yes, I would get in trouble for getting bad grades. But when I got good grades, it was no, it was no pat on the back. It yeah. was, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, all right. Hey, good job. <laughs> that's a good job. Or, okay, good. Yeah. There was one, like, uh, I think he was Chinese, this, this Asian com- comedian. Yeah, he was Chinese. 
He was Chinese. So uh, his name is Shang Wang. So he said in his in a bit, he's like, my parents came to this country with nothing and just to give me more opportunity. So then when I went up to them and told them I wanted to be a comedian, they looked at me and they said, there's too much opportunity here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to end it on that? Free yourself. Make the world your classroom. That's a perfect thing to end on. Thanks for listening to Mind the Words. Please like and subscribe or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And we'll see you next week to expand the growth mindset. Hmm. You st- <laughs> Boss. <laughs> Wait, let me think about it for a second. What? So I, I, you- I have a problem of ending things early because I'm like, oh, that's a great high note. Boom, let's just get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would say... Um...